Hey fellow Steminists, you are listening to episode four of How to Be a Steminist and this week we are going to be talking all about how to land a job that doesn't suck. So for those of you who are either thinking of looking for a new job or you are currently in the middle of a job search or you might be looking for a new job in future, this is going to be a really valuable episode for you to listen into. I'll cover some super useful tricks for you to take onto your own job search. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Okay, I've got so much to cover today, so I won't take long with this and I will dive right into the content really quickly. But before I do that, I wanted to share with you this incredible and really heartwarming review that I got on iTunes by Katie Lady, and she's given me a five-star review and she said, love this podcast. Tiffany is a pleasure to listen to and her episodes are informative, inspiring and entertaining. Well worth a listen, especially if you work in STEM. Well, Katie Lady, it is my absolute pleasure to be sharing these episodes and I'm so glad you're enjoying them. Thank you so much for your review. If anyone out there is enjoying these episodes as well and you might like your review to be read out on the next episode, leave me a review on your favourite podcast app and you might be featured next. As I said before, I've got so much to share with you, so I'm going to get right into it. So how to land a job that doesn't suck? Well, obviously a job that you think is amazing isn't necessarily what someone else will think is amazing, but there are a few common things that anyone will need in order to find a job they absolutely love. So these are firstly to know what you want, where to look for the best jobs, a tried and tested formula to writing successful applications quickly, learn how to nail any interview, and what to say during a salary negotiation. Yes, I said the word salary negotiation. (laughs) So today, I only have time to talk about two of those things, which are how to know what you want out of a job, and how to negotiate your salary. But if you are interested in learning more about the other points, so where to look for the best jobs, how to write CVs and cover letters and interview techniques, you're gonna wanna check out my brand new resource, The Job Seeking Blueprint. 
The only thing is, it hasn't actually been released yet. But I am tying up the final end to this super useful no fluff resource, and it should be out by the end of this week if you're listening to this podcast when it's being released. This blueprint is for women in STEM who are looking for a job and would like a clear step-by-step structure to their job search process. A couple of the most standout things that you would get as part of this blueprint are how to search for and read job postings efficiently so you don't waste your time agonizing over jobs that aren't suited to you. We already have so little time left in the day, especially when you're doing job searches, so we need to try and be as efficient as possible. Secondly, an easy-to-follow framework for showing off your strengths in your CV, without sounding like you're showing off, of course. A four-paragraph formula for writing a winning cover letter. That's right, it only needs to be four paragraphs. And to be honest, it's only the middle two paragraphs that you really have to put any effort into. You'll also get an example CV and cover letter, which you can just copy and paste. I won't mind. And how you can structure your thinking about your skills and experience only once and then use that to cherry pick whatever you need for each job application and interview. And also another thing is that's going to be really useful for a lot of you is a script that you can follow so you can negotiate your salary effectively. So there's a lot more in the blueprint as well and it's all jam-packed into five short training videos and a workbook. And you can see how all of these things included in the blueprint are about giving structure to your job search so that you can save that time and stress for something else. So if you're like, oh my goodness, I am actually in a world of job seeking pain right now. And these are the exact things I need to know, like yesterday, then shoot me an email straight away to tiffany at tiffanydawson.co and I will let you know as soon as the job seeking blueprint is released. But let's get into today's podcast episode topics. So firstly, I promised to talk about how to know what you actually want. This is something that women in STEM almost never think about doing, but is arguably the number one most important thing you need to do when searching for a job, and that is to know what you want. I know, it's mad, isn't it? But it's true. We look for new jobs because either we're not enjoying our current one, we're dying for change, or maybe we had lost our previous job or are coming back from a long career break. But as you can see, in each case, it can be really easy to fall into searching for a job in panic mode. This causes women to go out searching for any organisation who will give them a role And then they wonder why, in six months into their jobs, they're not happy. So my number one piece of advice to anyone out there looking for a new job is to stop. Slow down and physically write down on a piece of paper what you want out of a job. 
If you're not sure where to start, I suggest using my three category framework. So the three categories that you need to write down are one, your non-negotiables. So these are the things that you will not live without. A job must give you these things, otherwise you're going to straight out say no to that job. Secondly, your should haves. These are what you would expect a job in the role you're going for would give you. And thirdly, the nice to haves. These are things that you don't expect to get out of your job, but they would be a massive bonus if you did. It's so important to do this exercise before you even start looking at any job advertisements. This exercise needs to be done when you have a clear mind. Because guess what happens when you're halfway down your job search? If things aren't going your way and you start losing sight of what you want, you'll just start thinking, screw it, I'm just going to take whatever job comes my way. I'm so sick of this now. But if you already wrote down your list of non-negotiables, should-haves and nice-to-haves, somewhere where you can see them and they're easily accessible, you have this, I guess, almost sort of list of commandments to follow, even when things get tough. Aside from these three categories, I also encourage my clients to write down their target salary range. And this is for the very same reason. You don't want to get to the end of the whole marathon of a job search and accept an offer that's below what you're expecting to get paid just because you're fed up with the whole process and you want to get it over and done with. If you're not sure what you should be getting paid based on your field and experience, there are quite a few different ways to find out what your industry rate is, which I talk about extensively in the blueprint. So you might want to check that out. Second topic is the one that most women like to run away from. So that is why I'm going to talk to you about it today. And it is the dreaded topic of salary negotiation. I've decided to talk about this on this podcast because it is the most common question I get asked about by women in STEM. How do I negotiate my salary without sounding like a total fool? <laughs> Let me break this down for you right now. Women are afraid to negotiate their salary because it feels awkward. They don't want to sound like they're saying they're worth more than they feel. They're not sure whether they're pushing the boundaries too much, or they might feel like they're saying the wrong thing. But if negotiating your salary means an extra few thousand bucks in your back pocket every year, don't you think it's worth that 60 seconds of awkwardness that you have to endure? Plus, once you get the job, it takes years to get a raise of a few thousand, so why not just get it done in the few minutes before you even start that role? I'll let you in on yet another secret. Most businesses expect you to negotiate your salary. And I know this because I have also hired quite a few team members in my time as an engineering team lead. So many women think that employers will retract their job offers just because you're negotiating your salary. 
And this is just simply not true. If you've gotten all the way through the screening process, through the interview rounds, and they have drafted up a contract for you, which takes ages, by the way, they've already spent so much time, effort and money to get you to that place. So they're not just going to go through that whole process again to find another suitable hire just because you've asked for a little bit more cash. So here's the money shot. This is how you negotiate your salary. Are you ready? Okay. Ideally, you ask for your employer or your you know, potential future employer to give you the first figure. So say, for example, they have offered you $90,000. You look back to the notes on your salary target range that you made before you started searching for a job and you remember, ah, what I really wanted was $100,000. So now you need to give that employer a counteroffer. Keep in mind that they are going to try and lower whatever your counteroffer is as well. So you will need to give them a figure that is higher than what you want. All you need to do is tell them you were expecting around $105,000, even though you were actually targeting $100,000. They will say they need to have discussions and have a think about it and get back to you later. So that's fine, right? At this stage, one of two things can happen. One, they say, sorry, we can't really afford to give you any more than our original offer of $90,000. So at this point, you've got a choice as to whether you stick to your original notes on your salary target range, or if the role is really promising and you think it's a really good opportunity, you could choose to accept their lower offer of 90000 But a word of caution here, I would really encourage you to have a good hard think about it first before you say yes. The second thing that could happen is they say, well, sorry, we can't give you $105,000 as you asked, but we were able to bring our offer up to $100,000. So, hey presto, it worked. You've now got what you asked, well, what you wanted. Aside from my very first engineering role as a graduate employee, probably because I didn't know any better, I have negotiated all of my starting salaries as an engineer and I've been successful every single time. I've also helped quite a few women negotiate their starting salaries and every single one of them were successful too. Now, it's not just because we were all weirdly amazing at salary negotiation. It's only because we bothered to ask and that most employers expect you to. So I hope that does encourage you to go ahead and negotiate on your salary the next time you're applying for a job, because that is what's expected. It's not that scary once you've done it a couple of times. And what's the worst that could happen? They might say no, and maybe you will feel a little bit embarrassed, but there's nothing to be embarrassed about. This is just a business transaction to them. 
So in summary, before you even look at any job advertisement, be really clear on what you want. What are your non-negotiables? What are your should-haves? And what are your nice-to-haves? Write down your salary target range. Know all of this stuff while you have a clear mind before you start looking for jobs and get stuck into the job search process and before you get stuck into all the frustrations of a job search. Then at the very end of your job search process, when you receive that golden offer, please, for goodness sakes, negotiate your salary even if they have already given you the salary that you want, just ask for a little bit more because it takes ages to get there once you're already in a job. So just ask for a little bit more. The worst that can happen is they say no. The way you do this is to ask your employer to give you the first offer. So they need to give you the first figure. You provide a counter offer that's a little bit higher than what you want then they will come back with a figure and you'll need to decide what you want to do with that. It's really as simple as that. So if you are currently searching for a job and you just feel like you're getting nowhere with it, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not sure how to convey your strengths in a cover letter or CV, or you just don't know why your applications aren't being noticed, You may want to look into signing up for the Job Searching Blueprint, which will be launched this week. If you are interested in finding out more, send me an email and my email address is tiffany at tiffanydawson.co and you'll be the first to know when you can gain access to it. This is a self-guided learning, so it's for people who are proactive and have the energy to implement what they learn into their own job search. You'll also get some extra help though, because it includes a 60 minute coaching session with me once you finish the videos and workbook. So this is where we can talk about all of the questions and concerns you've got and maybe any challenges you're finding in implementing the content into your own job search. The second option is If you're in a position where you think you need a bit of extra help and maybe you're going through a career change or you're going back to work after career break or you're really just wanting to invest in creating a career that you'll want to wake up to every day, you can also sign up to the Job Seeking Gold Package. You'll be able to read more about this on launch day, but basically you'll get everything that's included in the blueprint plus voice messaging support from me via the Voxer app until you find a job, plus reviews of three revisions of cover letters and CVs, plus an additional three one-hour coaching sessions in the first three months of your new job. Because let's face it, What you do in the first three months of a job is crucial to your performance and enjoyment of that job in the upcoming years. So let me know if this is something you want to learn more about and I'll leave my contact details in the show notes. 
Also, once it's launched, I'll leave um, details of where you can sign up to the Job Seeking Blueprint and the Job Seeking Gold Package. So if you're listening to this episode a few weeks after it's um, uploaded into the podcasting world, you'll have access to that in the show notes as well. Has this podcast episode been useful to you? As I mentioned last week, I'm new to podcasting, so I do need to know from you whether these episodes are actually giving you the info you need or not. Let me know by leaving either a review on your favourite podcast app, or you can contact me on any of my social media platforms. Next week's episode is all about how to change routines effectively. Obviously, because of coronavirus, many of us are still working from home. And although it's been a few weeks, I'm hearing from a lot of you that you haven't quite gotten into the swing of things yet. However, there are some people in other countries who are starting to go back to work um, in their offices and their routines will change again as well. So I'm hoping that next week's episode will help everyone to either transition into their new routine or to create a more effective one for whatever situation they are already in now. I can't wait to speak to you again in a week's time. And until then, take care. 